Hazel. And we're Carrot and Stick. A writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice on the internet and seeing if it's actually helpful in fighting writer's block. Did you miss us? <laughs> you did. <laughs> so we were gone for a long absence, but at long last, Carrot and Stick season two is going to be back on the air. Also, I don't know if, dear listener, you can tell, but Hazel and I are in the same room in America. Wow. Wow. We are using the same microphone for the very first time in Carrot and Stick history. It is true. So we need to not talk over each other. (laughs) (laughs) We never do that. Never. No. (laughs) So Hazel, what have you been up to in the last way too many months? Like seven months, eight months. I don't know. Don't worry about it, listener. It wasn't that long. (laughs) If you're binge listening both seasons at the same time, don't even worry about it. It's like no time passed at all. But, um... So for the past few months, I have been writing for an online game called Dapper Volk, and that has been several months of uh, writing time. Freelance writing, right? Like, you are still holding down the full-time job. Yeah, so I, I, uh, it's going to be one year soon at my day job, and then I also picked up some freelance work on the side. So for a while, I had, I had two jobs, and it was a lot, but more on that later. <laughs> yeah, how was it, like, writing for video games? Just, like, a snippet. Give us a small snippet. I mean... It is very different thinking about, like, a large multitude of players rather than, like, usually your small group of readers that you kind of keep in mind. In that sense, you want to make sure that, like, every little thing, the player feels like they're engaged and their actions matter. And that is so different from just, like, delivering a story to somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was a lot of fun. I think I really like it. And I want to do more. Cool. Um, Did you use any of the season one techniques to inspire your writing or keep you going while you were juggling, like, two crazy jobs at the same time? I did. Uh, Things that worked included pomodoros. The tomatoes continue to be great. I used pump-up jams every now and then because sometimes you are tired. For a short period of time, I did no social media apps. I deleted Facebook, and that one never came back. And I... (laughs) Burn. uh, Yeah, please burn. And then I deleted... Didn't delete Twitter, but I moved it somewhere away from my eyes. That one I've gotten better at not using so often, but I still use it quite a lot. Makes sense. Is it, so what did you do? Did you put it like at the back of your phone in like a distant folder? Sort of like the Android equivalent of that is just taking it off your easy access screen. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Things I didn't do. So calendar or calendar stickers, I tried to do that again with a whole new calendar but that didn't stay happening for very long. Positive affirmations could not quite keep those up. Mm-hmm. But I think what the, mo- the most positive thing was just like getting paid to write. Rather than having to like convince myself that I'm a writer, it was like, I have to make deadlines. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, so dear listeners, writing challenge, get that money to feel legitimate. Money is the greatest motivator of them all. I also stopped drinking, so no more writing drunk for me, but... That's not a huge loss. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Lizzie? What have you been up to for the past while? What have I been up to? I feel like I have been on a weird sort of on the riding roller coaster. Um, In December, I was mostly applying to an MFA program and January was kind of like where all those deadlines were. So that was put fun times writing on the back burner to do personal essay writing and getting letters of recommendation and all that fun grad school stuff. Um, so that was kind of weird. And I honestly, I did really like turn to some of the challenges from season one to just be like, what am I doing? Ah, I need coping mechanisms, aka techniques from season one. 
So, like, I think I actually did use positive affirmations a little bit in December and January when I just, like, wasn't actually doing any creative writing at all. Like, just being like, you wrote a book. It's okay. You're just not working on it now. But that doesn't mean it's over and you're never working on it again. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit helpful there. I definitely use pump-up jams, especially if I feel really tired after working on, you know, work writing. I don't know if people remember, but I'm a story analyst, so I read scripts and books and write coverage on them, which is basically like a synopsis and notes. And so after you spend all day writing that stuff, sometimes you don't want to keep looking at a computer screen and there's like not a very firm separation between the two different types of work. Pop-up jams really help you be like, okay, now it's time to transition into fun. So they have still been the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I also was having a slight crisis in February over redoing the intro of my book, and I used Read Before Writing for that, actually. Like, I read a bunch of intros of different books before I would, like, start working on my intro so that I could be like, okay, so these are intros I like, these are ones I don't like, how do we get into the world so that I can rethink how I got people into the world initially. Nice, nice. That was helpful, too. And I used Pomodoros, too. Less so for creative writing. I feel like they're still a little too restrictive for absolute creative writing for me. But um, again, for the story analysis work, it has been helpful to just stay on track and work quickly and stay focused. I feel like what really helps with Pomodoro's for me is like trying to crunch a lot of writing into a small amount of time, like the few hours you have before bed or something. Pomodoro's are a good reminder of like just how much you can get done in 20 minutes if you really focus. So that's, that's how they really help me in that they're not restrictive so much as they're encouraging. Yeah, that's super true. There have definitely been nights where I have used the cherry tomato method, which I think was your suggestion of just one hour and you basically do two Pomodoros and that's it. But I feel like that is really helpful for when it's 9 p.m. and you technically maybe have two hours left in the evening, but you don't want to devote them entirely to writing maybe. And then you can just be like two Pomodoros, a set of cherry tomatoes. That's it. Just get that done. And whatever you do, that's it. At least you did something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think what everyone wants to know is, like, did you get into the MFA? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, so I did get in, but I decided not to go mostly because of money. Uh, But we'll get into it more later. It's complicated, of course. I also sort of found out via the MFA that what I really wanted was, like, a writing group. So over the last couple months, I have been taking steps to try to make that happen. We haven't met up yet, but it's in the works. So over the course of the season, you can enjoy some updates about how this creation of a writing group is unfolding. Yeah, I'm super excited and nervous. Oh my gosh. It'll be fine. Don't worry. I hope so. (laughs) Has there been anything else that was writing related other than the video game that you wanted to talk about? Just as a result of writing a huge volume of work for the game, I kind of got used to flexing my writing muscles. So just writing became easier in Mm. general. Like... I remember a lot of these challenges that we did in season one were designed to kind of get you started or help you get out of a rut if you're in one. But the the old saying about like, the more you do it, the easier it gets really is true. Like if you just pump out those that writing, even if it's for a project that's not yours, it makes working on your own projects easier. That makes sense. So is it like the muscle of like literally like word choice and like getting through like doing lots of writing was easier and also was it sitting down to the computer and just starting easier? Yeah, both, I think. Yeah. And also because uh, game writing is like really specifically dialogue heavy most of the time, either dialogue heavy or lore heavy. 
So you just write a whole lot of dialogue for the most part, with some narration here and there. But description is usually covered by whatever actions the player is doing in-game. Mm-hmm. So when you are dedicated to writing almost exclusively dialogue for so long, and you get to write uh, exposition again, or just like scene descriptions, it's really fun. Oh, that's cool. You're like, finally! <laughs> yeah, you kind of forget what you're doing, but it's alright. You can fix that when you edit. <laughs> nice. So, season two of Carrot and Stick... What can people expect, Hazel? So, you can expect bi-weekly updates, which I know sounds like a downgrade, but for us, it is going to be so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the season will be longer, so that's kind of exciting. Um, And I think it'll be nice to have two weeks for each challenge, because that way we can just literally do it for more days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get more insights. Mm -hmm. That'll be good. Uh, We are also going to try some exciting new challenges, as you may have expected, uh, like, for example, we're going to try writing some, like, microfiction, and we're going to explore some writing apps and productivity apps and see what those are like, bringing the podcast into the 21st century. <laughs> Hello, it's Lizzie and Hazel from the future, because we totally forgot to record what the next challenge would be when we were together in L.A. That's totally fine, though, because with the power of podcasting, it's like nothing happened at all. So tell Editing us about- magic. So tell us about the next challenge, Lizzie. So this next challenge is based on a Medium article that I found when I was just trying to Google different ideas for writing challenges. Um, Shanta Grimes wrote this article that basically talks about what she uses. She's a freelance writer, um, and it's called the Writer Framework. And it's basically an acronym for all the letters of writer that stand for different things that you try to achieve in a day. The W stands for, as you might guess, write. R stands for read. The I stands for ideas. This is an interesting one because the way that this one works out is you write down 10 different ideas for whatever you want. T is talk, which Shanta has defined as talk to someone you don't live with. E is for exercise, which uh, that can mean a lot of things. And then R is for regroup. So sitting down and seeing how you did that day and planning for the next day. And the idea is that you would write this down in a journal or somewhere on a piece of paper and kind of like check them off as you do them within a day. And each one is supposed to kind of be bite-sized. Like it's like write for 10 minutes, read for 10 minutes, exercise for 10 minutes. The idea is if you just do it for 10 minutes, you'll kind of like get into the groove. Also part of the idea is like not just making sure you tick off these things as a writer, but also just live a healthy, good life that will also, you know, feed back into your writing in a positive way. Yeah, we thought this would be a good first challenge because it's kind of well-rounded. It's not just, you know, a productivity hack or something. It's like got this mindfulness and also this like well-being element to it of like, talk to someone, get some exercise today. From what I can gather from Shanta's other writing, it seems that she's working freelance and that works well for you, Lizzie, because you are also a freelance person. And that makes sense that like one of the topics would be like, talk to someone you don't live with. It's true. It can be very easy to just uh, stay in your cave all day. And also, even though I go to an office most days of the week, we decided to define talk as have a conversation with someone who you don't live with and also a non-work-related conversation. So calling the telephone people wouldn't count and going to a meeting at work wouldn't count. But Skyping Hazel to talk about your cute pumpkin shirt would totally count. Absolutely. And then what counts as exercise? I think anything for 10 minutes. If you just want to call that a walk, I think that's fine. If you do yoga, I think that's cool. If you like hardcore run for 10 minutes, I think that's also good. 
for my purposes, I've decided to not include my commute walk. That's technically a walk, but it's not something that I'm doing consciously. So yeah, exercise is something like going outside, taking a walk that's outside of your normal daily activities. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Unless you already exercise daily, in which case, go you, you don't need our help. (laughs) I think that's fine, though. Like, I technically read for 10 minutes every night. So it's like, doing the read one isn't really going out of my way. But I think since it's about building good habits, I think it's okay if you already have some good habits. I feel like we encourage that here on Carrot and Stick. (laughs) For my own purposes, I've decided that read doesn't count reading dialogue in video games. So I'm really taking a a big hit there. It's fine. But yeah, we're going to do this for two weeks. Like we said, we're going bi-weekly, fortnightly, and we'll see how that goes. Okay, back to the episode. Um, I know that it's not a weekly favorite, but if I had to ask you your favorite thing that you have consumed over these long months of not making a podcast with me, what would it be? Well, it is a good thing that you asked me this yesterday because I feel like (laughs) otherwise there would just be like a 20 minute silence in which we attempt to uh, evaluate everything. You came up with your answer pretty fast, though. I feel like your heart knows. Oh, that's true. Always listen to your heart. Um, My answer is kind of weird. It's the Netflix original series Dark, which is actually a German TV show that Netflix purchased and dubbed and subtitled so you can watch it either way it is just really insane and written really well and the structure is really crazy it's like a time travel story that gets really really dark um but one of the things that i think is so cool about it is that i sort of love horror but i also really dislike crazy gore and jump scares which basically eliminates like 99 percent of horror movies and things But Dark is just intellectual horror, essentially, to the point where I had nightmares about it. But, like, in a good way, you know? Like, in a, wow, I've been thinking about this a lot, and it's really getting to me. Um, But it was just, like, the structure of handling all of the time travel and everything. It's super engaging. The characters are really good. And it's just really, really impressive. Like, it just blows my mind watching it. I do not know how they outlined all of this and figured it out. Like, it just, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's so impressive. I hope Netflix is paying you, honestly. Oh, I wish. If Netflix wants to cover our podcast costs, they're more than welcome. I mean, if any dollars help Netflix, like, I just I just need season two really badly, so. Nice. What was your uh, seven to eight monthly favorite? My seven to eight monthly favorite, uh, this didn't take me very much time to come up with. Um, I got really into this mobile game which right now is only available in Japanese, but they're releasing the English localization soon-ish? I'm not sure. Uh, Because it doesn't exist yet, I can't really speak to the quality of the localization, but the game itself is called A3. If you happen to speak Japanese, I highly recommend it. Um, What is the premise of it? So it falls into this weird category of game where you like help the characters develop, and it's not strictly romance-focused, but there is a very, very strong romance overtone that you can either choose to like lean into or lean out of, depending on what kind of player you are. But the plot of the game is you play a young theater director, and you have to help your troupe of struggling actors uh, bloom into amazing, talented artists of the stage. <laughs> I love how my example is literally so dark, it is called dark, Mm -hmm. and yours is, like, the most uplifting, positive thing I have ever heard. It is extremely cute, and, like, it's definitely designed to be a feel-good piece of media. Because it's a mobile game, the story chunks are designed to be consumed in, like, five-minute bits, 
like when you're on the train or when you just get home from work. That doesn't mean that they're not high drama. I'm actually very impressed with how it handles pacing and drama despite being such a short form media. And like as someone just getting into games writing myself, I found it really helpful in like ways to build character conflict and development in short chunks. So I'm a huge fan. If you Google any photos from the game, you're going to get my number like right away and be like, oh, this is what she likes. But (laughs) that's fine. Play the localization. I don't know. Have a good time. I'll talk more about it later. (laughs) It'll just be your weekly favorite for the entire season. If it is, though, don't get mad. (laughs) I would never. So yeah, I guess we're excited for season two. We're going to launch that pretty soon. In the meantime, you can follow us on that fun social media, such as our Twitter handle, which is Lizzie and Hazel. And that's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com or on Tumblr at carrotandstickpodcast. We also have an Instagram that I have lovingly tended in the same way that Hazel has tended her theater troupe. (laughs) (laughs) That Instagram handle is carrotandstickpodcast as well. Thank you to Slime Girls for allowing us to use their song You Belong off of the album No Summer No Cry. See you all in episode one of season two. Hug a cat, write some words. I'm like, what other magical thing can we do when we are both together with one microphone? I other want... than try not to talk over each other. I mean, I all I really wanted to like lift Kiara and have her go meow, but I'll tr- we can try. Kiara, Kiara, meow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the microphone got down. Meow, Kiara, Kiara.